the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KPDQ Portland, a service of Salem Media Group. Listen online at TrueTalk800.com. This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Hello, friends. My name is Mike Lee, the director of local ministries at True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, 104.1 The Fish, 93.1 Elray, and the new Talk 1640. Don't forget that Financial Peace University is teaching biblical, practical steps for you and your congregation to become great stewards of your finances. FPU classes meet for about an hour and a half each week for nine weeks. And pastors, you can get half off the leader membership for starting a new FPU class if you contact Gwen Dirks at DaveRamsey.com. And I leave all the information up on the Difference Makers page at TrueTalk800.com. Today, I have the distinct privilege of meeting a couple of gentlemen working with the Oregon Youth Authority. We have its director, Fairbors Paxeresh. Welcome. How are you today? Thank you, Mike. I'm great. And we also have a gentleman who volunteers regularly, in addition to serving as the pastor of Salem Evangelical Church, Randy Butler. Hello, Mike. I'm happy to be with you today. I want to thank you for setting up this interview in the first place. And I also want to drop an address about the McLaren Gym Renovation Project. The checks will be going to Kaiser Youth Outreach, and that's in partnership with the local churches in the area. And I'll leave all the information on that if you'd like to be a good steward and make a donation by the end of this calendar year. Just look at the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. So, Fairboys, I'd like to lead off with you, sir. What exactly is the Oregon Youth Authority, and what are you doing right now? Uh, Oregon Youth Authority is the state organization that manages juvenile corrections for the state of Oregon. Um, Naturally, we cannot do our work by ourselves. We have many partners, counties, uh, law enforcement, and great people like Randy and his organization who help us do our work. Uh, We serve kids ages 12 through 25 who have committed offenses and crimes prior to to their 18th birthday. And um, there are basically two groups who come to us. One, uh, those youth who come to us through the juvenile court who have committed a lower category of um, offenses. And we have paroling authority for those kids basically when they Uh, finish their treatment, we can transition them back to the community, we can spend some resources as far as the step-down programs, etc. And then there's a second category of kids who have committed serious offenses and crimes, and they're committed to us through the adult court. And um, they are under the legal custody of Department of Corrections and physical custody of Oregon Youth Authority. Um, There was a ballot measure that uh, passed back in the 90s. It was ballot measure 11, which is minimum mandatory sentences for a a variety of category of crimes. And basically at 15 years of age, you could be considered an adult in the state of Oregon. And that's how these kids come to us. 
uh, we have about uh, 900 um, or so kids in the community that are serving probation sentences. They might be actually living at home on supervision. We have about 600 kids in close custody facilities, meaning in facilities that have fences or are secure. And uh, nearly half of those are um, the adult um, population uh, or categorized as adults. Naturally, they're all under the age of 18 when they come to us. Um, uh, the majority of our population is between the ages of 16 and 20. Uh, the majority of population is male, about 87%. Um, and we have an overrepresentation of minority youth, uh, mainly African American, Hispanic, and Native American. Uh, the kids who come to us have come from um, a very troubled background in most cases. Uh, they have um, about 65 to 70% of them have substance abuse um, disorders. Um, many of their parents and families have the same issues. Uh, about half of them have conduct disorder and about 70 to almost 90% have a mental health disorder. Um, many of them who come to us have uh, very few or no credits in high school, um, uh, special education, etc. And um, about 45% of our female population has been sexually abused in most cases by their own, in many cases by their own family members. Um, and then 23% of our female population has had uh, suicide attempts or tendencies. Um, and then this last category of statistics uh, is very troubling, and that is 14% of our boys and 10% of our girls are already the biological parent of a child. So you have children who are having children. And in most cases, that's not healthy. In few cases, that inspires them to do better. And uh, now, again, very briefly, um, in Oregon Youth Authority, we have been focusing and shifting our perspective uh, from a punitive approach um, over the course of the past 10 years or so to a developmental approach, mainly because science and data and research tells us that punishment actually could uh, have an adverse effect on treating these children and returning them back to the community as healthy and productive members of the community. Our mission is to help uh, protect the public and reduce crimes by holding the youth offenders accountable and provide opportunities for them in a healthy and developmental environment so that they can go back and not commit further crimes. Um, our current um, initiative that we are working on is balancing accountability and reformation. We've been doing that for, um, again, the past decade, and uh, we call that positive human development. Um, it emerges from a national perspective that's called positive youth development, meaning um, the brain is still developing up to age 25, and the environment in which we deal with these kids significantly impacts their future. So um, if we can actually help with them uh, around their crimes, around the skill building, <clears throat> and, you know, Randy will talk about this. Many of these kids come to us confusing the concept of power and force. They take the power of a gun as something that brings them respect. And they realize that in the long run, that is false respect. Because when you take the gun away, there's no respect. And... Our task, our biggest task in Oregon Youth Authority is to help these kids find that internal source of power. And rather than using that false power, joining a gang, etc., really begin 
to connect, whether it is to their faith, whether it is to their own internal guidance that comes from within them and outside of them, that is that something that can lead them to the tipping point to really become productive members of our communities. And I'm so grateful to Randy and his organization because that's precisely what he's doing. He's coming in. He has, uh, you know, over the course of nine months, he has volunteered more than 160 hours of his time with our kids, his organization. And this is just until September. He had, his organization has spent about 300 hours volunteering in our uh, facilities. Um, kids and parents are actually asking for him. Um, it is that connection that many of these kids and families need. And as great as we can be, um, the reality is that most kids and families look at us as authorities, as quote-unquote people who are associated with the state and are incarcerating their kids. Um, we do our best to connect with these kids, and I personally try to do that. But again, Randy coming from the outside and bringing that love and compassion um, that's basically within him uh, and the faith that he represents uh, makes a huge difference for our kids. As the director of the Oregon Youth Authority, Fairboys Paxiresh, could you please share what you are doing at the OIA differently from simply a punitive approach? What options are you giving these troubled youth? Um, thank you, Mike. I referred to this initiative that we have that's called Positive Human Development. It starts with the foundation of safety and security, meaning if we are not safe, even sitting around this table together, we cannot be having this conversation. So safety is the foundation for all of us. Um, the next piece of that pyramid is healthy and supportive relationships. Kids, as well as adults, need to be connected to something, to um, a community bigger than perhaps where these kids come from, you know, a gang community. It's really expanding that circle. The third layer of this pyramid is um, high expectations and accountability. So this foundation and this initiative is not about lack of accountability. We have to expect the highest from ourselves, our staff, as well as from the uh, young men and women that are in our care and custody. Uh, the next piece of the pyramid is um, meaningful participation, Meaning if I am a youth in OYA and I don't own my own case plan or I don't own my own future, then, you know, somebody else is making decisions for me and I have no interest in buying into that. And finally, it's community connection. That community could be within a living unit. That community could be within a facility. Hopefully that community could be expanding that circle of belonging so that we can expand this sense of community and connection to broader than just a gang community or a community that is not interested in um, connecting ultimately to really not just your own city and state, but to the global community. That is, in a nutshell, that uh, concept of positive human development we provide crime-specific treatment. We provide many religious-based services. We have now a nonviolent communication group. We have mindfulness, you know, kids that sit in meditation regardless of their faith and begin practicing nonviolence. And, you know, Brandy will have some great stories about that, you know, how kids are using their faith to um, uh, basically prevent violence or to try not to engage in those 
So, and we have some very dedicated staff uh, who help make these things happen. At the end of the day, this is about connection and this is about relationships. Many of these kids have never felt and experienced authentic love. In the case of our female population, the majority of them have never had a healthy relationship with an older male. Um, some of them have been trafficked. Some of them have been sexually abused. We try to do our best to create that environment so that they can reestablish trust. They can begin to have um, that faith in themselves that they can actually do better and be better, and then to begin building their future. Um, we try to give them the skills, education, and the training that they need. But most importantly, when they transition back to the community, that's where they need the support. Because if somebody's been incarcerated for six years, as quick as technology is moving, as quick as the world is changing. Um, and unfortunately, our vision in the community toward kids or adults who are incarcerated is not exactly the healthiest vision. Um, many of these kids need opportunities, need support so that they can adhere to the highest potential that they can be. And again, it's organizations like the one that Randy leads that can provide those opportunities, the state cannot do that. And that's why I'm so grateful for this relationship that we have established. When we return, we'll hear more from Faribor's Pakshares, the director of the Oregon Youth Authority, in addition to volunteer Randy Butler, who pastors Salem Evangelical Church. I want to throw some websites at you, friends. Oregon.gov slash OYA is where you can find out a lot more about the Oregon Youth Authority. That's Oregon.gov slash OYA. I'll be leaving that link up on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com with more information about the McLaren gym renovation as well. Thanks for listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. I'm Mike Lee, and I'm at Salem Evangelical Church with its pastor, Randy Butler, who volunteers with the Oregon Youth Authority, in addition to the OYA's director, Faribor's Pakshares. So, gentlemen, thank you for being here today. And listeners, at this time of the year, you may be wondering where you can make a donation. It helps out on your taxes, and it shows that you've got skin in the game. It's being a good steward with what God has provided for you. And one such cause is the state of Oregon is talking about a McLaren gym renovation. You could send checks to Kaiser Youth Outreach. Uh, post office box is 20472 in Kaiser, Oregon, 97307 in partnership with the local church. And I'll leave the details up on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. So earlier we had the director of Fairbose Pacturist share exactly what the Oregon Youth Authority is all about and the young troubled people that it's trying to help. So next, I'd like to speak with you, Pastor Randy Butler. Thank you for arranging this interview today. And could you give us the view from 30,000 feet of how you got involved with the Oregon Youth Authority in the first place? Sure, Mike. I got involved real innocently in that there is a woman who goes to our church, and she's an employee at Hillcrest at OYA. And uh, she goes to a Sunday school class that wanted to provide a Christmas dinner for the unit that she works on. And I didn't even know that they were doing the dinner. Uh, I didn't know where Hillcrest was. In fact, I didn't, I hadn't even heard of Hillcrest. I'd only heard of McLaren. And so after they had the dinner and it was a great success and the boys loved it. Who doesn't love food? Uh, and a lot of love and games and care given to the, given to the boys. Um, this employee asked me if I would, uh, come 
do a follow-up and say hello to the boys. And I said, sure, but what am I going to say to him? I have no idea what I'm going to say to him. I have no idea what we're going to do. And so I met her at uh, the, the gate, and we went through the first gate and then through the second gate. We made a walk up to the area where we'd go into the facility where she would be on the third floor. And I still asked the question, what am I going to do? She said, well, you'll you'll figure it out. And so I had no concept, no idea of what to expect. Got up there on the third floor, and uh, there were the boys. They had them all arranged on uh, these these tables and chairs where there were four to a table. And at that time, there were more than what they were used to having. There were 19 that day. And um, she said that uh, Randy's going to share a little bit about his life. And so I began to share a little bit about my life, that I'm a pastor and that I've been here for a few years in, in Salem and uh, talked about my children and talked about my wife and, and some of the things that I like to do. And I allowed for a little question and answer time and asked them how the meal was and how the party went. And so they told me. And uh, I shared a little bit about my family. And uh, one of the connections that I have with the boys is, is that I have two kids and uh, one of them, my younger, uh, Kevin, went home to be with the Lord uh, in 2003. And so he was 16 years of age. And so my connection with the boys is really simple. I see, um, I see my son in each of them, and uh, it, it made a real strong connection. So with that being said, um, we had a bond, and I've used that many, many times with the boys, and I tell them that I want for them what I wanted for my son. And so what I wasn't able to finish with my son, I want to finish with each one of them. And, and uh, that's the kind of the father uh, figure that I am to them, far more than a pastor. And uh, I love those boys. I care for them deeply. And in that first setting, uh, I, I asked for, for questions, and I had no idea what to expect. And I was a bit taken by the environment. It's not something I'm used to. First time uh, with minors. I'd been with the adults many times in my career, but first time with, with minors other than some JDH over on State Street. And and uh boy raises his hand right in the center. He's sitting up on the table. And I look at the staff and I say, is it okay to take a question? They said, sure. But they knew something about the boy that I didn't because I'm not aware of their offenses. They don't tell me as a volunteer, that's not my business to know the offenses. Uh, once in a while, I'm told once there's confidence given with, with the boy, but, uh, certainly starting out, I didn't, I didn't know the offenses. Turned out that this boy was part of a gang and, uh, he said, I want to say something. And I noticed that all the staff became on edge at that moment. And, and I said, I looked at the staff and, and, uh, they said, sure. And I said, all right, what would you like to ask? He turned around to the boy behind him and he said, after hearing your story and after hearing what you have shared about forgiveness and hope in God, um, I want to ask the boy behind me, uh, for forgiveness. And I said, well, that's cool. That's good stuff. I said, I'm glad. The staff was a little bit shocked because they knew his story. I didn't know the story, and I thought, well, that's just how it always happens. But that's not what always happens. And so he turned around to the boy and said, will you forgive me? I was intending on causing harm to your life. And that was that was a huge moment for that unit. It was a huge moment for me because God said to me clearly, he said, this is going to be your new home. I'm going to add this to what you're already doing. And And then another boy raised his hand who was on the other side of this boy that was intended to be harmed. And he said, can I say something? I said, I looked at the staff and they said, sure. I said, sure. What would you like to share? He said, I was going to be the one that was going to hurt him. And I said, you were. Why would you want to do that? And um, he said, why doesn't matter? He said, I just want to ask for his forgiveness. So we had two boys who were part of gang relations, and they asked a boy who they intended to cause harm to, um, will you please forgive me? At the end of that time that we were together, I don't know how long it was, 45 minutes, an hour, it really doesn't matter. 
um, um, the staff member who goes to our church said, would you like to greet the boys? I said, I'd love to greet the boys. And so I greeted them always with a handshake. When I meet them every, every time I go to the, to Hillcrest, I always greet them with a handshake. Oftentimes they then take the hand, pull it into my chest and we give a guy a hug. And, um, three boys though came to me and the first two had tears. You don't cry when you're in corrections. Uh, but they had tears and, uh, the first boy hugged me and hung on to me. Uh, and, and said, you're the closest thing to a father I have. How sad because I'd only been with him for a few minutes, but that's the closest thing to a father he had. The next boy, um, um, did the same thing and grabbed a hold of me and we hugged and, and he said, I now know what love is. Uh, the third boy didn't say anything, but he just hugged me. And after that experience, I said, I'm hooked. I said, volunteering for OYA is the greatest game in town. It's the best unkept secret in the state of Oregon. And I've got to tell you, while I have a hundred stories I could share with you, I know time won't permit that, but I've got to say that uh, OYA is a class act. And a year ago, I knew nothing about them. Today, they have adopted me, and I'm privileged to be part of the OYA family as a volunteer. I love being with uh, the boys um, at Hillcrest. What a great story from Pastor Randy Butler from Salem Evangelical Church about volunteering with the Oregon Youth Authority. So I need to ask its director, Fairborst Paxerest, what was your first impression upon meeting Pastor Randy outside of he's the pastor of one of your staffers? Well, you know, I, I don't think anyone who meets Randy um, cannot be impressed with him and what he represents. Uh, he's authentic. He brings a lot of compassion and love, you know, his own personal story uh, around the son that he lost. Um, is pretty touching. And, uh, you know, as he shared with you just a few stories that he did, it is that sense of connection that is missing within the children that we serve and take care of. Um, now, you know, his um, services and his love extend to all of our kids, regardless of their faith. Uh, they could be of Muslim faith or, you know, they could be Buddhist or whatever. Randy doesn't care. He extends that a love and that gratitude uh, and forgiveness to everyone. And, you know, you just heard that within a few minutes, how that could impact a kid who's locked up. Uh, so, you know, from my perspective, I felt that we are blessed that he has chosen to be associated with us and to come in. And then naturally you begin to see the ripple effect when kids ask to be with him, when families call and want um, to talk with him. Um, it's ultimately, you know, I think we are at a point in our um, trajectory within this country that we need to come together, mm -hmm. that we need uh, to become one. We need to um, really look at our common destiny and we need to set aside our differences. And many people within the state system are uncomfortable, you know, with having a pastor from a Christian church coming in. And, you know, assuming the role that Randy has, I am not because, um, uh, you know, we extend that opportunity to anyone. We have, you know, Buddhist groups that come in. We have Muslim groups that come in. Um, but, you know, what Randy is doing is incredible. And, uh, you know, what he's offered to our kids um, cannot be replaced with any amount of money. This this work is not about money. This work is not uh, this. This really is about love and connection and begin seeing people just like the example that he just cited about that's a change in mindset when a kid being impacted by what he shared turns to another kid and says would you forgive me 
that is a skill building. That kid is now learning how to apologize, how to begin connecting with someone who he has hurt. And those are the kind of things that we need um, for kids to practice more and more so that when they go back to the community, they don't repeat those mistakes. In fact, from my perspective, we prefer that those mistakes happen while they're with us mm-hmm. uh, so that when they go back to the community, they can be successful and not hurt another soul. So in other words, it's kind of like parenting. You'd rather have your kids make their mistakes under your own roof where it's easier to fix the damage. Absolutely. And for many of these kids, they've never had the opportunity to learn these skills. They have not learned it from their parents. They have not learned it from their schools that they went to, um, you know, because they were suspended or expelled from their school. So here is the opportunity. And that is actually learning in action to where... Um, by adopting a different mindset, you get, actually you get to that tipping point that you say, I am not going to commit another crime. When we return to Difference Makers, more from the Oregon Youth Authority's director, Therabors Pakshuresh, and volunteer Randy Butler, who also pastors Salem Evangelical Church. And if you'd like to find out more, you can go to the website, oregon.gov slash O-Y-A. That's oregon.gov slash O-Y-A. More with Pastor Randy and Faribault's Pacturist next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee, and I'm sitting with Pastor Randy Butler, who is the pastor of Salem Evangelical Church, but he also serves as a volunteer with the Oregon Youth Authority, and from the OYA, we have its director, Faribault's Pacturist. And before we went to the break... Pastor Randy was sharing a story about some of the young men he had met with the Oregon Youth Authority's youth, and a couple of them had mentioned that he was the closest thing to a father figure or a family that they've ever seen. So, fair boys, I need to ask you, if you were to break down round numbers or percentages of the youngsters at the Oregon Youth Authority, how many of them lack a stable family environment? I would say the majority of them do. Um, and, you know, that could be interpreted in several different ways, whether it is resources or perhaps lack of parental presence or perhaps the parents are themselves incarcerated or they were not great role models, etc. So the majority of these kids lack that um, sustainable foundation that allows kids to grow up in a healthy way and develop uh, both their brains and their personality and their emotions. Um, so, so that is one of the main tasks that we have uh, to do in Oregon Youth Authority, to do that. And again, we cannot do that by ourselves. And that's why um, Randy's help and people like Randy who come in and volunteer is so valuable. It's actually invaluable. Pastor Randy Butler, Salem Evangelical is not a small church. Was it a favor to this church member of yours that you made by going to the Oregon Youth Authority? I'm sure you have to say no to plenty of things to be as effective as you are as the lead pastor of Salem Evangelical Church, don't you? Yeah, well, it, it was a favor to the, to the lady who goes to our church, but it was also, I have a love, I have a love for kids, and I have a love for, for the Lord. And so you put that together, and, and you do things that are not always about yourself, uh, as far as time, um, time's a choice, and uh, we can either spend our life making a living or we can spend our life making a difference. And and uh, while I have my health and uh, most of my mind, I want to be able to make a difference. And so I'll save playing for a, for a later date, but for now, um, I want to make a difference in life. And right now, these boys are one of the places where I can 
where I can make a difference. And uh, I get to be with them for a community group on Tuesdays, and they bring to me all sorts of agenda items that uh, maybe if we have time I can share. Uh, and then on Fridays, Saturdays, um, I'm with them and other times for, for various various things that come up. They oftentimes help set the agenda with the staff on Saturdays and Sundays. And then uh, this employee who goes to our church, she then gives to me on Sunday nights the uh, the agenda so that I have a little heads up. And a sample agenda would include things like this from the boys, how to better ourselves, rational thinking behavior, past, future, and consequences. They like for me to talk oftentimes about anxiety and how to handle stress, um, what to do with impulse controls, how to control the tongue, respect, anger management, patience, um, no trash talking, uh, how to let things go, um, how to deal with masks and emotions and opening up and respecting boundaries, appropriate conversations, and then they always like to hear personal experiences and stories. That was just one weekend of content that they wanted me to cover uh, that following Tuesday. So as you can see, their needs are great, and they're very kind to ask for 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 help. Uh, they also ask fun questions like, what was my best experience in life, vacations, favorite food? What do I like to do in my spare time? I tell them now mostly my spare time is being a police chaplain with the Kaiser Police Department and uh, being with um, OYA. And so they are my love, my passion, my hobby, if you will, in a very positive way. Uh, and uh, being with them energizes me. I don't get, uh, I don't get run down. I, I get uh, energized when I'm with them. Because uh, I share with them when we meet every Tuesday that uh, two things that we operate on in that community group. Uh, and the first one is, is that we're all human beings. We're more alike than not alike. And I said, there is no difference between you and me, and there's no difference between you and my son, other than a couple of experiences and environment and some choices and privileges that I may have had that you didn't have. And so I said, we're all human beings. And that's amazing what that does for those boys when you put them on the same, same level. And you're not talking down to them. You're not condemning them for their offenses, but you start at an equal playing field. And that's where I start with them. So I said, we all have the same opportunity here. And then the second thing that I say to them is, is that I operate on the premise of honesty. I'll be honest with you if you're honest with me. And uh, it's amazing how that builds trust and and how the bonds develop rather quickly but with that with those premises and from there we've built relationships we meet for about a half hour to 40 minutes and then when we're done with the group session we say to if you'd like to come back and talk about spiritual matters if you'd like to give your life to to Jesus if you'd like to ask questions about personal more personal things that are not group related uh then come back to to the office where this employee who goes to our church is and we can talk about more deeper things personal things and we go back there, and the really interesting thing is is that most of the time, up to half of the boys just follow me right on down back uh, to the office. And so we're back there continuing on with what we did with the big group setting. It's all voluntary. Uh, the boys don't have to participate because I bring a, 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 a Christian perspective. I talk about Scripture, and I, I talk about Jesus and a personal relationship with Him. And so it's voluntary. The boys do not have to come. They do not have to participate um, but I can honestly tell you that in the almost one year that I've done this, in fact, December 16th is my one-year anniversary of my first time with the boys, uh, we have, have never had anyone not participate. There has been 100% participation every single week that I've been there. And uh, that speaks highly of the boys, speaks highly of, of really the staff and the support that they lend, and I'm grateful for the opportunity.
Randy Butler volunteers at the Oregon Youth Authority. So let me ask you, Director of Fairboys Paxarest, what type of event warrants 100% participation at the OYA? Is this a common occurrence, or is what Pastor Randy's doing very different from what you've seen up until now? It's a very uncommon occurrence. We do have a few other programs that have 100% participation, but again, very rarely that happens. That, that again, speaks to who Randy is as an individual and, you know, the inspiration that he brings. Um, I did want to mention that uh, it's been about a year since Randy's been with us uh, as a volunteer. And last year, he did something very meaningful for um, you, for the kids on one of our cottages. He basically gave each youth some money so that they could have basically as Christmas present. And, you know, that doesn't happen very often. Just a couple of months ago, he did a service for one of you, our youth who lost his parents in an automobile accident. And I don't know, Randy, if you want to talk about that. But these are very meaningful things. Um, again, whether it is in our personal relationships or in our relationships with our children or youth in Oregon Youth Authority, the very first thing that people want to know is if you're real if you really care about them. And I think that's what Randy brings. And that caring is unconditional. It is not, you know, if you adhere to my religion or if you come to my class, as he said, the doors open and the kids who choose to participate will. And in this case, participation, I understand, has been 100%. So that speaks highly of the work that Randy's doing. Well, as the director of the Oregon Youth Authority, Fairbors Paxarest, tell us what kind of needs does the OYA have when it comes to volunteers? We have all kinds of needs uh, because, you know, one of the things, as much as we try to provide meaningful programs for our kids, um, idle time is an issue. You know, generally, you know, staffing is not rich enough to provide kids with uh, all kinds of activities throughout the day. So they always look forward to volunteers and mentors coming in and spending time with them. Randy has participated in many of our sporting events. And, you know, we can talk about the project that uh, he's doing with his church, you know, at McLaren around uh, the, the gym, the gymnasium project. Um, whether it is sporting events or, uh, or just coming in and spending time with kids around the skill building um, having conversations, music, poetry, all of those things are big needs that basically build character. Uh, they give the kids the skills that they need. And quite often, you know, it's fascinating because sometimes in a poetry class, a kid writes something and then later they say, I didn't really write that. Um, it just came from within me. And, you know, those are moments that kids begin to realize that they could be much bigger than they think they are. And, and, you know, the expansive power of consciousness and, you know, uh, plugging into that consciousness and realizing what your faith is and what you believe in and how that can shape your life. Supplying a sense of family and foundation and support. It's the Oregon Youth Authority, Director Fairboys Paksharest and volunteer Randy Butler, who pastors Salem Evangelical Church. Before the year ends, friends, to find a good organization to make a donation to, one of these outlets that can help these youth would be the McLaren Gym Renovation Project. Checks can go to the Kaiser Youth Outreach. I'll leave the post office box information on the Difference Makers page at truthtalk800.com. 
More with the Oregon Youth Authority next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with the director of the Oregon Youth Authority in Fairbores Pacharest and Randy Butler, who volunteers at the OYA in addition to being the pastor of Salem Evangelical Church. I'll leave more contact info up on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. And if you'd like to look up more information directly, please check out oregon.gov slash OYA. That's oregon.gov slash OYA for the Oregon Youth Authority. So we're going to go back to you, volunteer, Pastor Randy Butler. Do you have any great stories of your volunteering at the OYA that really stand out in your mind that just make you thankful for what you're doing over there? Yeah, I have uh, a lot of great stories, really about the boys. Um, Fairboards mentioned the boy whose parents had had died, and and OYA was kind enough to allow me to do a memorial service for his parents um, out on the grounds on the football soccer field. And there were staff there from uh, the state of Oregon as well as those who worked at Hillcrest. And we had a marvelous time of comforting this boy when I when he had learned the news that uh, his parents had um, been tragically killed. Um, I was doing a, a um, volunteer um, social with the unit that I work with primarily, and I was asked if I would go meet with this boy because he needed he needed some comfort. So I met with him um, in a room at Hillcrest, and he began to pour out what had happened, and he was, of course, devastated and broken and crying. And from there, I was able to pray with him and to help him and give him some scripture and said, if there's anything I can do. And uh, in the weeks that followed, we would follow up with how he was doing, and he was not getting closure at all. And I said, well, oftentimes with grief, we need to have something along the lines of a memorial service to have some sort of closure. And OYA was kind enough to allow me to do a memorial service actually on the grounds. And we did that. And the, the rest of the story is this. Since then, that um, that boy and I have become very close, um, almost father-son-like, and of course, in a very appropriate way, given the the boundaries that we have uh, between us at OYA. And uh, I shared with him that a, a tough day was coming up, which was my son's birthday on a Sunday. And it's always tough for me to preach on on a Sunday when it's a uh, birthday of my son. And, and unbeknownst to me that uh, five of the boys that I had baptized in his unit um, had written a, a card to me, and it was entitled, Our Prayers Are With You, Stay Strong. And each of the boys wrote something to me saying that they would be praying for me on that Sunday. So I go there to help them and they help me. And that's the nature of volunteering, um, at OYA. These, these boys, not only do they need love, but they have a lot to offer and a lot to give. And I would say to your listeners, if they want to really have the experience of a lifetime, get involved with these kids. They are priceless. They are precious and, uh, they, they are worth our time. They're our future. They are our future, and we need to treat them accordingly. I get um, Father's Day cards from the boys. I get birthday cards from the boys. Um, I get letters from the boys regularly. Um, one of the gang members, again, he shared about how he was in detention with one of the boys, and uh, he was very much wanting to to not be with him, and there was tremendous anger. Um, I led him to Christ, and uh, his whole attitude changed, and he since has become friends with that boy that he was going to harm. Um, some of the letters are really um, funny and cute. 
Um, and, and one of them starts out, Dear Randy, I have a serious question. Will you quit your job as a preacher and just work full-time here at Hillcrest? You can sleep in bed number one and be near me 24 hours. And he goes on to say other things. But that's the type of thing that happens. I have a boy that I was with over the last few weeks, and he since has moved on to his his facility where he can receive uh, uh, great treatment. And he had a tremendous conflict with a staff member, and it caused discipline to follow. And uh, when it was all done, it wasn't done because he had carried with him tremendous bitterness and anger. And the problem is these boys build up bitterness and anger, and they have this bucket of, of junk in their lives, and they don't know how to empty the bucket. So we try to, to help them learn uh, skill sets to empty the bucket. And I said to this young, young man, I said, you know, until you release the anger and bitterness that you have, um, treatment will be hindered wherever you go and your life will be blocked from what it could be. And, and we had developed a tremendous relationship. I baptized him. I led him to the Lord and he, um, he wrote a letter his last weekend before he was sent to his, facility where treatment would take place uh, out of Salem. And he wrote a letter to this staff member, and I have it here in front of me, and it's a beautiful letter. All that to say that he asked for forgiveness, and he asked if this staff member would forgive him for the horrible things that he had said to her and for the threats that he had made to her. And um, it was his, it was his um, sense of closure and healing. And uh, what, a, what an incredible, incredible experience I am privileged to have week after week being with these boys. And you know, they don't all start out good. They start out kind of rough sometimes. And some of the boys are rough with me with their language and they're rough with their treatment of me. But uh, love really does um, make all the difference in the world. Love and respect. And, and they need hope. We all need hope. And when you give them something that is genuine, that is premised on truth and premised on the person of Jesus Christ, we absolutely can't lose. And neither can these boys. And so my encouragement to your listeners is, is that if there was a group of people in Oregon that we could embrace, it ought to be the boys and girls of OYA. I've embraced them and I love them. They're a part of my family. And, uh, you know, as Oregonians, we are a family. And Fairboys is correct. We are divided as a nation. We're divided as a state. And at some point, um, someone has, has got to say, you know what? We are tired of fighting, we are tired of being divided, and we need to come together as one and find out what brings us together and our commonalities rather than the things that divide us. Uh, I think we're getting to that place in culture and society where some of us have just about had enough of the division, and it's time that we start demonstrating what it means to be a community, to, to be people who actually love one another and like one another. And if we can get there, we will have a better Oregon and we will have a better nation. Well, there's certainly a major difference between knowing that something is wrong and needs to be fixed and actually doing something about mm -hmm. it, whether it's volunteering or helping out with your time or your talents or your volunteering or your finances. So I'm curious, as the director of the Oregon Youth Authority, Fairboros Pacturist, does this female staffer have any reaction to this young man's letter of apology upon being released from detention? Um, I actually am not aware of that situation, so we can follow up on it. But just knowing that any time that the staff gets a letter like that, it would have a huge impact on them. At the end of the day, all of our staff want to see youth succeed. And when a youth comes back and apologizes for their action, that means the world to our staff. 
We may or may not see the answers on this earth, friends, but the Bible tells us to not grow weary of doing good. And some of the good that Fairbrothers Pacturus mentioned at the Oregon Youth Authority would be people coming in and allowing its residents to express themselves and develop that sense of community and family and talents, whether it's writing, poetry, music, or athletics. So speaking of athletics— are you finding that that helps out the Oregon Youth Authority? And can you give us an idea of what you can envision the McLaren gym renovation being someday? Absolutely. Athletics uh, is one of the venues that youth can find to create their future. Um, and you may, you may know, or some of your listeners might know, that we're actually combining two of our biggest facilities, the two biggest facilities that we have in Oregon Youth Authority, McLaren and Hillcrest at the McLaren site in Woodburn. So we will be moving all of our kids from Hillcrest to McLaren um, before July 1st of 2017. And the gym gymnasium at McLaren um, needs some renovation, particularly the floors, and, you know, it needs a set of bleachers. And as you know, the state budget, especially that we are in a reduction mode, that is not the top priority, you know, serving... Um, Children, families, education, etc., is always more important than renovating a gym. And here's where Randy and his organization have really come in and changed that environment by committing to totally uh, rebuilding that floor at McLaren Gym so that it can be uh, usable for all of the population, both from McLaren and Hillcrest, and putting in a set up brand new bleachers so that, uh, you know, those sporting events can take place. And again, let me remind everyone that, again, Randy's doing this for every kid at McLaren. It's not for kids who come to his group. It's not for kids, you know, who um, subscribe, to, subscribe to a particular faith. And if I might just add one other piece to this, Mike, uh, Randy cannot be everywhere. And as you know, you talk about the value of volunteering, we have 10 facilities across the state. We have 32 parole and probation offices where kids go to every week to receive guidance. Volunteers are needed everywhere in Oregon. So we welcome with open arms those who want to come in and help uh, our kids. And I really appreciate the message that Randy put out. Thank you so much, Fairboys Pacturest, the director of the Oregon Youth Authority, and volunteer Randy Butler, who pastors Salem Evangelical Church. I'll leave information on how you can make your year-end donation to help the state of Oregon renovate the McLaren Gym through checks to Kaiser Youth Outreach. That contact information will be left at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. And if you'd like to find out more, you can go to the website, oregon.gov slash OYA. And if you'd like to ask Pastor Randy any questions about volunteering and the impact it's made, not only on the youth life, but on his as well, you can email Randy at randy at salemec.com. That's randy at salemec.com. Gentlemen, do you have any closing comments or hellos you'd like to send out? Just as it relates to the volunteers, uh, we are privileged to have uh, now, I believe, 30 from our church that are volunteering on a regular basis uh, at Hillcrest. We have several that go to McLaren that are called by the uh, 
the team there. And so we're, we're starting to spend some time, a little bit of time at McLaren. We'll be spending all of our time, of course, next summer and following. So I'm thankful for the volunteers that have been raised up through this church family. And the gym project is really a, a state of Oregon project. I think it should belong to the people. Uh, and it should be done through charity, not through taxation. Uh, so this is going to be a privileged opportunity to give. It should bring great joy to know that we're making a difference in boys' lives uh, across this state. And to watch them compete, to watch them play, to watch them build uh, teamwork, and to watch them build uh, uh, how they interact with one another, we know that athletics does a lot of good. The cost is $166,000. That's the amount that is yet needed. And so I'm praying that God will raise up those funds through people who have a big heart, who love kids, um, and who perhaps love sports as well. But together, I think we can do it. I think it would speak well and highly of the citizens of the state of Oregon. So my challenge is to your listeners and others that they know, let's get this thing done for the sake of the boys of our state. Thank you so much, volunteer and pastor of Salem Evangelical Church, Randy Butler, and Faribault's Paxares, the director of the Oregon Youth Authority. All the details and contact information will be left up on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. And thank you for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.